0: All right, welcome to the Avni Interviews. Here on the Avni Interviews, we interview people doing the work they want and the lifestyle they love to help other people do the same thing. We focus on creating practical revenue streams and the tools and processes that help people do their work. Today, our guest is a specialist in sourcing. His name is Nate Sedgwick. Nate, did I say that right? That's correct. Awesome, really quickly before we get started, um, anybody looking to start their own digital marketing agency, check out SMDA, our program social media digital agency at ovniintelligence.com. Um, also anybody that has their own agency that wants to increase their revenue streams, we offer we're starting a new program with a few select people. We already have a few people on board uh, adding review software to their agency offering. If that is of interest, shoot me a DM at Ovni Intelligence. Let's jump in here with Nate and really quickly, I wanna kind of give a preface of why we're having Nate on. Um, E-commerce is a huge thing right now. A lot of people are creating products and in that process, there's a huge obstacle. It is get your, your sourcing done or your products manufactured or purchased, I should say, in the US or go overseas and get them sourced overseas. The challenge there is if you source them domestically, anybody in e-commerce knows this, uh, your margins are gonna be way lower. If you source them overseas, your main objective is gonna be quality control. Nate is a specialist in this. He's been working in sourcing in China and other places for 12 years. So Nate, thanks for being with you. I'm excited to give our audience the solution that you offer the
1: marketplace. Awesome. Uh, uh, You know, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. And
0: let's jump in real quick and kind of talk about your background and how you got started in sourcing.
1: Yeah. So I've been in uh, China for about uh, 12 years. Um, When I was in graduate school, um, I was studying abroad. And before I went um, to Shanghai, I visited my aunt and she had uh, introduced me to one of her lifelong friends who was a private equity investor in Shanghai. And um, so he showed me around. I, I made a great relationship with him and then I started to work for him. And one of the companies that he was thinking about investing in, he asked me to fly down there, check it out, speak with their team. And so I did. And at that time, um, the sales manager that I met who is actually now my wife, uh, which I didn't know at the time, but um, you know, I met her, got to know the company and I became responsible to help them develop their international sales. So we would fly all over the world together to Dubai, Paris, London, New York, Uh, working on sales and we developed a great friendship and then kind of you know the rest is history from there so um, shortly after uh, we married I joined the family company so I have um, you know Chinese in-laws that own several factories manufacturing uh, disposable packaging products and so I joined them and I worked my way up over several years to chief marketing officer so as an American in China working for a Chinese factory you know uh, at the actual plant and dealing with hundreds of foreign customers from 50 plus countries around the world, I gained a very unique perspective on how Chinese manufacturers operate, the way they strategize, what they think about, how they deal with problems, sometimes how they cheat, um, and then also uh, understanding you know what s- certain customers you know uh, foreign companies do well, what they don't do well, and the one thing I can tell you is that everybody. Uh, suffers when it comes to sourcing, whether you're a startup or a billion dollar company, there's just a wide range of issues. They all suffer from them differently. And almost no one does it well. Um, And so it was after several years, I decided to uh, leave um, our family's company. And then I started my own firm in China. And we specialize uh, specifically on sourcing management for foreign foreign, uh, companies. So really quickly, let's let's give an overview of
0: why your business is different, and then I want to jump into some of the problems. So your business, for anybody listening, it's sourcingmojo.com, and why is your solution different and useful for, say, a startup over here getting started producing or sourcing product?
1: Well, I think it's... Uh, you know it's extremely difficult uh there's a huge learning curve when it comes to figuring out how to source and then there's just so many variables when it comes to the research or product development or quality assurance i mean i've just heard so many horror stories and um i would say that um the big difference between us is that you know as an american leader over there i'm someone with 12 years of experience who's built a team of 15 people everyone on our team uh it's it's local chinese but i've personally trained them They all speak fluent American English, come from a manufacturing background. And what you get with Sourcing Mojo is really someone that you can relate to, someone you can talk to where we're, you know, the two things that I hear the most is, you know, you guys are so responsive and you're so sincere in your work. And that's because we really care about what we do. So, you know, there are um, other, you, you could potentially find other agents or other trading companies, but the difference between us, I think is we're like a personal attorney. We're hired by you. We're paid by you. We don't make any commissions from the factories. We're not doing any back end deals. We're not charging anything for your product. Like we strictly work for you. So everything that we do, we're passing through to you. Um, and I think that's quite different in the industry. It, it's very different. And so really quickly, uh, I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit for
0: anybody that doesn't understand or hasn't sourced anything internationally before. Um, l- let's talk really quickly about how it's typically done. Um and also what larger businesses do. So larger businesses, I've worked at one and we talked about this previously. Um, they had a full team. They, they employed, I think it was three employees that were full-time and this was uh, sourcing backpacks. And then they had one agent that was a full-time employee of the company that would fly back and forth. But that cost them you know, a quarter of a million dollars a year to do, to have that quality sourcing in-house. Now, the flip side of that is, you know, some people have started trying to do it themselves and they run into the issues that you're describing. So for the average person getting started, um, the reason Sourcing Mojo stuck out, excuse me, <clears throat> stuck out to us is it's providing an affordable solution, a more affordable solution um, to get that higher quality sourcing done, which is phenomenal. For anybody that doesn't know, that's very hard to find and... Um,
1: it's really cool what you're doing. So, um, with with that said, anything to add there? Yeah. So, um, uh, let me step back as well. So, when when I started my firm, uh, you know, we focused. When I left, uh, you know, the Chinese manufacturer, I had built several great relationships with large corporations around the world. And so, uh, when I started the firm, we were basically working mostly for large companies, which we still do. And, and the best way to consider us is like an outsourced sourcing office. Um, and you know, a lot of people are surprised to know that, you know, our largest client does $650 million revenue. They've been sourcing from China for 20 years and they still hired us. Another client from the UK who has been sourcing from China for 15 years and they still hired us. And, and why is that? Is because when you're dealing, you know, halfway around the world, there's this language gap, culture gap, time gap. Um, yeah. you know, when you're communicating, you send an email, not only do they not understand but you, but you're waiting a day and then you wasted another day and it just goes by and by and, you know, so, um, so. You know, we built a very successful business, basically. uh, You know, uh, being the outsourced sourcing office for these companies. So we actually have dedicated personnel in our office that only work for those companies that use their corporate emails, and that's been great. And what happened was um, about a year or two ago, I had this epiphany. I said, "There's such a massive market for entrepreneurs, small, medium businesses, or just any company. It could be a large distributor who's who wants to source directly because the market keeps changing and evolving, but it's such a daunting task." And I said how do we democratize this process? Because the with our large customers, we're, we're in annual agreements, 10 page contracts, like it's just very, you know, for the quality of services we provide and, and the investment, you know, that's necessary. And I said, how do we break that down and make it available to everyone where it's flexible, affordable, and you get the same high tier services. And that's basically what we've done with Sourcing Mojo. And, the, and I think the easiest way to put it is, we're trying to do for sourcing what LegalZoom has done for legal. Uh, you know, the way that they've, you know, basically broken it down, made it extremely flexible. So with our plans, you know, they're very um, competitive. It's just month to month, you can pause or cancel any time. But actually, our business model is based on long term relationships and the lifetime value of the client. So our goal is to help you be successful. And that, you know, after you finish your first project, that that'll be successful, but also that you'll do additional product categories, and that your business will grow to an extent that, we will become your outsourced sourcing office. And that'll be, you know, a relationship that lasts for years and much longer. Because, you know, honestly, if you hire us for a month, uh, there's such a bell curve of work with the supplier research and everything going on. And at yeah. the rates that we charge, like it's, it's actually a net loss. So our business model is built on, you know, doing everything possible to make you successful and to grow that relationship over the next couple of years. Long-term relationships. Yeah. Um, now, when I hear legal Zoom, I think do it yourself. You guys are a little bit different than that. Um, correct uh yeah, very correct, so um yeah, that's true, so when you select the plan um, you're actually getting you know the the kind of services that our large corporate clients get so uh, when someone signs up for a plan within one business day, uh, we contact them, set up a conference call we introduce you to myself and your dedicated expert in our office, and this is someone that you know we'll have a we'll use an app that's based in China, but you have you know this uh you're able to communicate daily, sh- share pictures, videos, uh, have group conference calls. But basically, um, you know, we'll introduce you, and and then we just start working for you right away. So you're actually getting, you know, if I guess the equivalent would be you actually go to China, try to find a Chinese person to hire, trust them to be loyal, and then you still, you know, it's still not good enough because you don't know their background, you don't know their loyalties. You, you also don't get this American Chinese hybrid system where you know uh, under our leadership we understand the expectations of uh, Western clients, whereas that's much more difficult to get. So um, when you join the team, you're actually getting a sourcing team in China with the experience, people that care and that are extremely responsive. I mean, I just don't know anyone else uh, that's doing this uh, for this type of value. Uh, It's really exciting. It it is. And I'm going to kind
0: of give a preface here just because we're rolling out a, a, a series Just to kind of put this in a a perspective for the smaller businesses, the the people listening getting started, um, we're rolling out a series that should come out either the day that this podcast comes out or the following week. And the series we're rolling out is called Honk Happy. And um, we actually discovered Nate through this series and uh, a local entrepreneur, uh, check out our Instagram for that series. I don't want to go too much into it other than to say um, he needed a part. For his his horn, that uh, a transmitter. So he had to source that overseas, and he started looking at okay. Well, if I source it here, it's going to be super expensive. I need to source it overseas, and and he goes, you know, I want to get it right the first time. I want this done. I want this done right. Um, researched and found sourcing mojo. Found Nate here. Um, but as a small startup, Nate is accessible. Can you give us a price range of your different plants
1: yeah, so our plans start at uh, 497 a month, um, and then we do a lot of custom proposals. So you know, for one product, and this could be completely custom, or it could be a commodity. And What I mean by that is like maybe it's a new invention that you've created, um, or maybe you're just buying a commodity like paper cups. Uh, no matter what it is, so our our entrepreneur plan starts at 497, and then depending on you know the type of project, how many products you want to do, or you know perhaps you're a company that's been sourcing from China or Asia for quite a while. And you want that, that dedicated team over there, like I mentioned about our corporate clients. We do a lot of custom proposals and work like that as well. Yeah, so definitely attainable. So if someone's
0: out there, they're sourcing domestically, and they're looking to get you know products made overseas, they're on a smaller budget. Now, I'm glad you pointed out that some of your clients are very large clients, because obviously, you can service very well those larger clients also. But for anybody listening, that is psycho. To get a dedicated team of fourteen people overseas that do a good job and get your product sourced for you, it was that did not exist when when I was at the the backpack manufacturer I was at it did not exist. So um, it's
1: crazy how the internet is making
0: things available to people. So
1: yeah, definitely, go ahead. Uh, Eric, yeah, I just want to point out i mean i you know i don 't pay too much uh, attention to any competition because we 're just focused on doing the best that we can and growing our business and it 's been great, but you know I have seen competitors out there that maybe they talk about well, we have a thousand pre vetted factories, and I have no idea what that means because you know we have large corporate clients that they order from the same factories and one and one client will have no problem for eight years, and the other one will have consistent quality problems and I guess my point is that uh you know that's not that i almost find that as like a marketing gimmick like what you get with us is a hands-on team like people you're you you can literally call us every day and check in on your project and deal with it And, and it's like it we are a team you're not just buying like here here's my information and go do it and you have no idea what's going on slow you know slow response you don't know who you're working with like we literally go out you know work with you go out find all but all the potential manufacturers. We we walk through the process with you and it's just uh, you know, I don't know. It's just a, a very different experience, I believe.
0: Yeah. And I mean, would it would it be safe to say that one of the biggest problems in sourcing um overseas is just not people not paying attention to detail. Like we'll get in a product and one of the buckles falls off on every single bag. And then you're, you have to fix it domestically and there goes all of your profit. You know, it's, would that be safe to say that not having someone overlook every detail is one of the biggest problems?
1: Yeah, it is. And I'll just briefly talk about the service that we provide. So, you know, I always say that we, we provide every sourcing service you need from beginning to end to be successful. That includes supplier research, product development, quality assurance and supplier and order management. So supplier research, you come to us with our project, you share the information, our team goes out, finds all the potential manufacturers, then narrows it down and, and filters it based on your criteria, any certifications that you need. Maybe you're selling to Walmart, you need certain social audits, uh, of course, negotiating pricing. We come back to you with a recommendation of three to five manufacturers who say, hey, Eric, we recommend this one, but ultimately we work for you. So you say, you know, you decide who you wanna work with. And the other thing too is once again, We're 100% transparent because we only work for you. So all the factory information, all the contact details, we give it to you. So if for some reason in the future, you do need to discontinue using us, it's a very smooth transition so you can continue to work with the factory. Now, once you choose that factory, we'll go through the product development process where we'll obtain the prototypes. Eric, I can tell you the number one horror story that I hear basically every week from potential clients when they're calling in is, hey, I ordered samples. I spent hundreds or thousands of dollars. I waited weeks or months. I got them in the wrong. You know, yeah. and it's, it's not just about that money. It's, it's you know, you, now you're two months behind. You've lost your reputation with your client or your competitors are gaining speed because they're coming to market, you know, sooner than you. Uh, so that's a huge problem. So we go through that product development uh, process um, with you and, you know, communicating with the factory, all of your requirements. And what they do is when they're ready, they send it to our office in China. We get it within one day. We make sure they're correct before they go to you. And that saves a lot of time. Um, and then once that's approved, We'll help you develop the quality standards, uh, You know all the product data points, performance requirements, uh, get those agreements in place. And then when you place the order with the manufacturer, we have our own internal quality control inspectors that are working a few desks down from your dedicated expert. So they'll go out and they'll inspect the goods before you ship them because you always want to do a pre-shipment inspection. If you ship your goods and you get them defective, especially if you're a startup or someone with small volume order, well, just say goodbye. I mean, you're not gonna get that money back. And yeah. it's, it's not just the money. Once again, you've lost your reputation. And you've lost all that time. And that's a big thing. And so that's what we're doing is from supplier research to product development, to quality assurance and our inspectors. And then also with the supplier and order management. So once you're ready to place that order, you, you will work directly with the factory. You'll send that purchase order to the factory. You'll just see someone on our team. They'll do all the legwork, follow all the details. And I can't tell you like the people on our team with five to 10 years experience, all the nuances of the process. Uh, there's just so many things to think of. Yeah. and and, they're, and And that's what they're always like you know, figuring out as, as you're going through that process, like, Oh, what about this? What about that? What about like covering, you know, dotting all the I's crossing all the T's. So, uh, I mean, that value is just incredible.
0: Yeah. And um, can you think of a specific horror story, obviously not your own, but that you've seen <laughs> in sourcing, can you just tell us one, one horror story you've seen?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, one of our uh, large corporate clients who, who, Purchases millions of dollars in product per year. This happened a couple of years ago. Uh, they had been working with the same manufacturer for probably five years, and never had any major quality issues. And then suddenly, um, you know, they got the product, and this was something that's used for takeout food. And what would happen is, like, somehow the manufacturer had changed the composition of the material and it was failing. Like, literally, the bottom would fall out when you put spaghetti or something on it. It was dumping onto people's clothes. Obviously, there's huge potential for lawsuits. And Whoa. and things like that. So um and what happened was they had to go back and get credit for all of that, but they lost that customer. I mean, this was one of the largest food service operators in the world. They lost that contract, they still haven't got it back three years later. And that's you know, that's millions of dollars in lost sales. And and when you trace back, well, how could that have been prevented? It goes back to uh quality assurance and, and conducting those pre shipment inspections. So this was something where they did not have a program in place where they were checked, you know, doing those pre shipment inspections. Um, it's not just about, you know, checking uh, you know, the, the way it looks, but also testing, you know, uh, so yeah. making sure that it performs the standards and that could be food packaging, but it could also be like with horn happy, you know, uh, how, how, you know, how many times does it work before it doesn't work or, you know, how, you know, what are oh, the with honk types? happy? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, yeah. if You honk your horn, it doesn't work. That's not a good
0: thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, so or for, it,
0: let me let yeah. me real quick, because I didn't really explain what it is. We're doing a series um, where we're going to follow a business from inception until it hits the market. So we're showing every step of the process. And honk happy is the business that we're going to follow. And it's uh, it's it's someone in a, close to our circle. And he's starting this this horn that instead of yelling at people, just nicely says beep beep. So that again, look out for that series. I just want to get some context. Otherwise people don't, won't know what we're talking about. So with honk happy, uh, kind of to circle back, what Nate was saying is that if you hit the horn and it doesn't honk, um, I I think in, in, in that case, you should be using your actual horn. Like if it's an emergency, this one is more for if someone's like stopped at a light and you're just trying to nicely say, Hey, you're looking at your phone, the light screen go. Um, so yeah, it, how many times is it fired? That's that's a, a You have to test that. If you hit it once and it goes, that doesn't mean it's going to go every time. So keep going. Sorry, my bad.
1: No, no. And Eric, you know, I mean, how many of your listeners are probably Amazon FBA sellers? Uh, you know, perhaps they're, or a lot of people, you know, they know the opportunity. They're, so they're getting on Alibaba and they're like, well, I'll just place an order. I mean, there's so much risk. And what happens is when you get that product and there's defects or it starts going wrong, once you're below four stars, I mean, your business is basically dead, right? And, yeah. and that's just all lost money. You're lucky if you can just sell it at cost. So, um, you know, once again, you know, the supplier research is all about finding who are the most appropriate competitive factories, the product development, making sure everything about the the product and the samples is correct. and then And then making sure that once you order that product, it's going to meet all of your specifications, meet your customers' expectations, and that you're successful in the market. Okay, let's talk about culture for a
0: sec your wife is from China? Correct. And what are some of the cultural barriers that you see in sourcing? And then what are some of the things that you've learned being married and living in China?
1: Well, I, I would say that the, the biggest thing is, it's, it's not just something like, oh, I'll, I'll tr- uh, you know, I get a lot of questions like, is it worthwhile for me to travel over to China and meet the factory? I'll say, yes, of course, like that's a good experience but don't think that just spending, you know, two weeks over there, um, is going to suddenly make you an expert in Chinese culture and how they do business. Um, that's not the case. So, I I mean, without going too deep into all of the lessons that I've learned, um, one of the most critical ones that I would say to your listeners is, and what we try to do when we work with factories, you know, legal agreements aren't very useful in China. I mean, maybe if you're Apple, a, a billion dollar company, you know, for sure. But otherwise, you know, if, if you're ordering a container of product and it's defective, you're not going to sue anybody and get any money back. Um, What I, what I, what we try to do to ensure that you get the results that you expect is we, we form um, supplier agreements that spell out all the terms of cooperation and whether this is during the, the product development process or quality assurance, you know, quality, quality standards, or the supplier agreement is, Spell out all the terms of your cooperation. This is what we expect from the product. Here are all the data points. Here's all the testing requirements. You know, here is here is our our payment terms, um, our pricing, the pricing validity. Uh, this is what we do if something goes wrong, you know, like everything. So just eliminate as much ambiguity as possible because in my experience, you know, um, if you order something and and you don't spell that out, then it's assumed on both sides, right? You're assuming, looking at it through your Western value set, uh, that this is the way you're going to take care of it. Hey, I'm unhappy. Take care of it. Give me my money back. And over there, it's like, no, like, this is what you ordered. We gave it to you and deal with it. Now. I mean, you can't uh, talk about every situation the same, but I think that's, that's one of the critical things where you always want to eliminate as much ambiguity as possible, confirm all the details. But once again, I mean, it's just so difficult as a Westerner in a Western country trying to communicate all that. And you don't really know who you're working with and for a lot of startups and new companies and these new relationships, it's, it's just very difficult. So um, that's where it's yeah. really nice to have a China team there to go visit the factory. Like with the project we're working on, uh, Eric, uh, for Hong Cappy, you know, I'll be at that factory next week um, and, and things like that and communicating those expectations, giving that feedback to our clients. Um Yeah. And how much time do you spend uh, domestic and overseas? So I'm based in Shanghai, but um, because of the nature of our business, I I actually, and I'm the head of sales uh, and client relationships. So I spend a lot of time uh, traveling through North America and Europe. Um, So most of our clients are in the United States and in Europe. So uh, we do business, um, you know, mostly there. So I would say maybe 50% in China and then uh, maybe 50% on the road. Okay. And as far as like an apparel brand, what would
0: be what would be like the minimum order that you would say would be worthwhile to go overseas? Like if someone listening has like a a domestic apparel company and they want to go overseas, where would you say they need to be before they hire you and and have it produced
1: uh overseas? Well, let me put it this way. Um you know, you, you can't pay enough to have that professional research and to understand the market. So no matter where you are, it, it's understanding where you want to be and at what point you want to be there. So you could, you could even come to our firm and say, Hey, here's our business. This is what we want to do. And, you know, we, what will be the benefit of us making it over there? So it's not necessarily to say, Oh, we're selling, you know, 250 sweatshirts and that makes you know financial sense. I would almost say like, Here's our business. These are the things that we want to source. What, you know, what are the MOQs? So so what we do with the supplier research phase, once we narrow through all of uh, the manufacturers and we come back with that recommendation, I mean, that information will include uh, pricing, minimum order quantities, pricing breaks, uh, things like that. So uh, I know that doesn't really answer your question. And that's just because I think that they need to change their mindset of being more proactive and seeing the long term vision and, you know, and understanding, understanding the market clearly, like it makes sense to go to China when this, because here's all that, you know, here's professional grade supplier research and we can see the pricing breaks, the MOQs and things like that. Okay. Awesome.
0: And um, tell, tell us a little bit about, about your company, the team that you have um, kind of break that down, how it's run. And, and you kind of touched on a little bit, like when you sign up, you're basically going to communicate right away, but tell us a little a little bit about your team. Mm -hmm. Um, that you have in place, those 14 employees and what they do.
1: Yeah. So obviously myself is the managing director of the firm. um, And then we we have uh, 14 other employees uh, on the team. They all speak fluent American English. They all come from a manufacturing background. Uh, We're all based in the same office in Xiamen, China. Uh, For those of you not familiar with Xiamen, it's in Southern China across from Taiwan uh, in Fujian province. Um, And, um, the other thing, too, is we have our own quality control inspectors that are part of that team as well. So we currently have a couple of quality control inspectors, and they're working a couple of desks down. So I would say that we're very tight, um, and we share a lot of information between each other, and, and, and we work very well together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, if you have any specific questions, I could answer, but um, that's about it. Okay, Awesome.
0: And um, what type of what types of products do you guys manufacture? Everything?
1: Uh, yeah, everything except nuclear reactors. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I, I, yeah. Uh, by the by, the nature of the business, I mean, we, we obviously we're not going to do things like that, but um, we're it's basically any in industry, um, and it's it's very exciting. So we do everything from like food packaging to uh, hair extensions to uh, horns now um to uh alarm clocks uh, like electronics like it's the full gamut and and eric let me just tell you something like for years i worked in in china this this chinese manufacturer doing packaging and it, it, it was okay like you know i i it was it was all right while i did it and then um we're working for these large corporations you know managing their sourcing office but what i really have got i mean since starting sourcing mojo it's just been a very uplifting experience because you know I talk to all of our prospective clients and they're, you know, it's obviously a lot of entrepreneurs and they're telling me, here's my invention, here's my patented product, here's my dream, here's my vision. And, you know, there's such a, it's very exciting because you're constantly like in this creative phase of like understanding what's going on and and how people are thinking, like all these different products. Like it's, you're always learning something new. It's very exciting. But the other thing too is like these people, they trust, you know, there's just an inherent trust. Like they are investing uh, in us to perform for them. And there's this like deep sense of obligation and responsibility. It's not like, okay, well, according to the fine print, you paid for this supply research report. And there you go. No, I mean, that's not the way we approach anything. It's like, we're dealing with people's uh, hopes and dreams. And, and, yeah. you know, w- that's why we're so sincere about what we do, because we know people care de- deeply. And when they approach us, that they really want to be successful, that they want to improve their business. And so I would say that combination of factors of just always dealing in all these different new projects. It's very cool. It's very fun. There's a lot of innovation uh, and it's just a fun to be a part of that. And then the other thing too is like to receive that sacred trust from people to say, here's my baby or, you know, obviously whether it's your business or a new product, like here's my baby and, and like, you know, join my team and and let's help me be successful. Like it's just, it's just uh, I've never had so much fulfillment in my career until sourcing Mojo and it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So I'm looking at your site right now. Um,
0: it, let's see. So as far as as far as the plans, just to kind of like break this down. So you guys charge monthly. You get a dedicated team. You oversee the team. You work on helping people bring their their ideas to reality. Um, I mean, I, I'm just going to reemphasize here for anybody looking at sourcing. Um, th- this is this is definitely. Um, and, and we've, we've used we're I can't say we, I kind of can, uh, honk happy is using actively using Nate and his, and his company sourcing Mojo. So, um, definitely a great solution here. Um, anything else to add in there, Nate? I mean, we got a pretty good overview here of what you guys do. Um, I'm just going to reemphasize it's an amazing resource. If you're looking to manufacture overseas, is there anything that we left out here?
1: no I, I would just like to reemphasize you know once again if you're a startup or an entrepreneur or, or a small company, we can help you now, and we can grow with you. I mean our goal once again gotcha. is to help you be successful and that ultimately when when you when you are successful enough or big enough that you could do it yourself right or you could hire some guy in America to do it and you're like, no these guys provide such incredible service such incredible value like I want these guys to be my sourcing office forever like that's the way we approach you guys, and that's yeah. you know that's that's our ultimate goal. So, and and just to kind of like touch over that, you said it briefly, but your business model is if
0: someone signs up for a month and they say, I just want to get this done. And then, and then they, let's just say, for example, they quit. That's a loss for you guys. You guys are in the business to build long-term relationships with people and continually add value and do a good job of doing it so that they're going to use you permanently which is very different. Can you explain some of the 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 what contradicts that? Uh, what do you what do you mean? Like if people take a uh, a percentage of a deal of a sourcing deal upfront and then never work with the client again. Can you contradict how oh, other yeah. people are? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I think you know um, uh, most of the other you know uh, companies that you could approach. Typically, they're charging a high commission rate, um, and this is something that really bothers me because I'm an entrepreneur entrepreneur myself you know the, the vision the company everything that i do i've always built and it, it, it's my baby right and i can under, i i never understood why just because you're an expert in sourcing why should you make a 5% commission on someone's product right i mean cuz a million dollars that's $50,000 um and i that's why you know the way sourcing mojo was set up was to be a professional services firm uh the same way you know like yeah. an attorney like you know we are professional at sourcing management And these are the services that we're going to offer and, you know, your invention, your idea, you know, what you, all the blood, sweat and tears that you put in to bring that to life, like that belongs to you, but we're going to help you get there and we're going to help you manage that process. And I think just that fundamental difference in approach is totally different. Whereas everybody else is saying, you know, pay me these high commissions and these fees and, and, and just one and done and let's get out of here. Yeah, that's definitely a different
0: approach. So awesome. Okay, let's uh, – before I close it out here, any, anything else? I think we covered everything. I want to cover anything else before I kind of –
1: let's plug all of your your podcasts and everything. But is there anything else we forgot? Um, I don't think so. Uh, the only thing, too, I mean I know you mentioned the website. Uh, if you do want to learn more about my personal background, it is on the website, You know, sourcingmojo.com under start here. Um, and we spent a lot of time and money to, to make sure that that platform is very high quality and that, you know, it's Eric, it's impossible for me to fly all over the world and meet every potential customer. And so what I tried to do was really to put my story and, and our culture onto that website so that when you interact with it, you feel like you know me and you feel like you know our team and the type of quality that we offer. And so I hope yeah. that's the experience that people get. Uh, so please, you know, take the time to you know, actually go through that and, and take a look around. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's definitely
0: great. So, um, anybody looking for sourcing, definitely, uh, if you're not right now, bookmark Nate dot com. Um, on there, Nate also has the Sourcing Mojo podcast, so you can learn more about sourcing. Um, and then w- plug your your Instagram and anything else that uh, where people can find you.
1: Uh yeah, uh that's that's the two big things and then also Instagram just sourcing mojo um okay. and the same thing uh for Facebook, you know, search for sourcing mojo you'll find us and we're working to start a new Facebook group uh where people can come together and join a community and you know, talk about all the uh you know, uh wins and losses in sourcing and how to do it better. Okay. And have you started that group already? Uh we're in we're we're in the process, so it should come live uh later this month in okay. June. So just yeah. Uh, for now, uh, sourcingmojo.com,
0: uh, at sourcingmojo on Instagram, and all of the info is on sourcingmojo.com. So, great solution, Nate. Love what you're doing, and and to to watch what we're doing with Honk Happy, um, make sure you're following us on Instagram at ovni intelligence. Uh, so you're gonna see Nate in some of those videos. We met up with uh, John Weirman, the founder of Honk Happy, and uh, about a two weeks ago, and filmed the process that we're going through to create his product and source it overseas. So Nate, thank you for being with us. Super stoked on this
1: and such an awesome thing that you're doing. Hey, it was my pleasure. And, uh, you know, thank you guys, anyone, feel free to contact me anytime. Awesome. Uh, that's a wrap and we'll end it there. Thank you, Nate. Thanks.